Welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge world views that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations, yeah. Welcome to the modern reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here, another Tuesday. Super excited as always. Be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to the bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And I love to start the show off the same way by thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for listening to the bar, tuning into the bar, sharing the bar. We appreciate it so much. And like I also like to do all the time is bring you an awesome guest. Uh, this dear brother is a Twitter friend. friend. Uh, you know, we've turned Internet friends into, I mean, sometimes almost closest family, man. And so um, I, I put out a message on Twitter and he responded and um, we, we worked it out through the busy schedules and uh, have on none other than my brother, Ty, uh, Ted. I'm sorry. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thanks. I uh, can't thank you enough for having me on, man. Awesome, bro. Awesome. So uh, we share something similar that we're going to get into, um, but I always like to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself, share anything you want to share, personal and professional. Absolutely. Uh, name's Ted Jordan. I'm a pastor in uh, Glassboro, New Jersey. Uh, been here for about 16 years. Um, it was a church that was planted back by my dad in the 70s. My dad planted about 125 churches. United wow. States and overseas, uh, grew up in a pretty strict uh, fundamental Baptist um, kind of setting. Uh, the gospel uh, came in and wrecked my life in a great way. Um, and uh, yeah, been on a a, a a great journey with who God is, uh, with deepening my theology, um, why all of scripture matters. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, Dealing with, um, yeah, started started doing a, a health journey as well, along with that. Nice, nice. I love that. So I'm definitely going to dig in on the uh, the uh, the pastor questions and stuff, and and um, those that been following me for a while um, know that you know the health thing is is really my jam right now as well. Um, so what that actually means, Ted, is I'm actually going to have to get you on my new podcast uh, that's about fitness. It's called Bar Fitness podcast oh, so awesome, you can, man. Congrats. Yeah, you have you're gonna have to you have to be a guest <laughs> on that one too man so but before we get into all of that stuff um man talk to me about um just that that transition in your life you know taking over the church um you know being fundamentally i guess founded um yeah. because at, when, whenever my my listeners know my journey when i came out of charismania i yeah. ran to fundamentalism i was like yo i need I don't I don't believe nothing they've done. I need to give me King James Bible and leave me alone. You know, so exactly. I know that world briefly um, before I started, you know, like I said, digging a little bit deeper and falling into, you know, uh, foreign theology and, and, and just mm -hmm. understanding, you know, theology of uh, of God or whatever. So uh, talk about that transition, man, taking on that role and and, and just, you know, how things move, move throughout space of time. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, 
again, grew up in a really large church, uh, almost 2,000 people, uh, seminary, Christian school, camping ministries, you know, missionaries all over the world. Um, so came over to South Jersey, actually, with my, my brother, who my dad had started a church with, and um, came on staff with him, left uh, out of full-time ministry. We did a church plant about an hour south of here. And then God led us back here as kind of uh, lay elders at this church that I'm currently at. And uh, but during that time, uh, my uh, you know my my marriage was coming unhinged behind the scenes. And then uh, we had our first child born, and uh, both my wife and my son almost died. They should have both died. Mm. I went through years and years, um, hospitalizations, procedures. Um, and I, I just felt like I had nothing. I had all the framework, right? I could, I could give you, I could sit down with somebody uh, as a pastor across my desk and tell them, "Hey, you know, this is what you need to do." But my behind the scenes, my life was becoming unhinged. Wow. So one of the things that uh, when I was finishing up my seminary, I did some um, classes at over at Westminster, and uh, really for counseling. So I, I met guys like uh, Dave Pallison and uh, Ed Welch. Ed, Ed and mm-hmm. I are really, really close friends. Right after Jay Adams had left, actually, and went down to actually plant a church in the 60s and 70s when he went down to South Carolina. And so uh, the problem was, you know, I, I, I wasn't supposed to be meeting with Presbyterians because I was a good <laughs> fundamentalist, right? You know, right. I, I reached out to this guy, Ed Welch, who I'd had courses with and just said, hey, listen, can we meet up and talk? So we met and we left. I left my first uh, meeting thinking that was my last time I'm ever going to talk to a Presbyterian because he took me to uh, Philippians 1. He says, Ted, I, I know and love a sovereign God and the work that he began, he's going to carry it on to completion. Uh, and I left. It's like, ah, oh, here he is, me, Calvinist idiot, you know, reform yeah. dude coming at me, Presby, baby baptizer. <laughs> and so I kind of uh, had, you know, I, I, it's an hour and a half drive home and I'm arguing with God. It's like, I can't go back because I couldn't tell anybody from my church I was going because if right. I did, it was my job, right? So, right. I, so it's like, I'm going. I had to find a, a friend who'd be a covert babysitter for me and my wife and said, so you can't tell anybody from my church. And that started about a year and a half discipleship journey and wow. just just kind of crushed me uh, mm-hmm. in a good way. Mm-hmm. Just kind of took my theology and kind of unpacked it in my face. Mm. Um, and I, uh, God took a year and a half, just kind of broke me down to kind of like nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of where my, my, my journey began with moving towards uh, reform theology the, the greatness and, and and grandeur of God. One of the things that uh, kind of rocked my world is I couldn't escape the fact that here I am, a legalistic Baptist. Not that Baptists are wrong. I'm a Baptist myself, right? right. Sitting across from a, a Presbyterian. And I couldn't escape the fact that when Ed and I talked, I it was a guy who was consumed with the glory and greatness of God in a way I, I just never, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. never experienced that growing up in the church. Just never did. So yeah. we started reading together, studying together, uh, and that kind of began my journey. Wow. That's beautiful, man. That is that's beautiful. And I, I love that the whole uh inconspicuous uh babysitters and <laughs> I love all of that, man. Who worked, man? You know? Yeah, man. I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. Um, so so talk about being a pastor 
in New Jersey, man. I'm in the Bible Belt, you know, North Carolina, where everybody's saved already. And, um, you know, we don't have to <laughs> we don't have to get anybody saved because we all saved down here. But talk about the, the culture and, and being a pastor in, in New Jersey. Yeah. So I'm in South Jersey. We're right across. Literally, we're like 25 minutes across from Philly. OK. So in Jersey, there's there's North Jersey, there's Middle Jersey, and then there's the rest of us. Mm -hmm. I'm in the rest of this category, which people even don't know, you know. Um, and we, South Jersey's kind of a really weird area. It's mm. particularly among churches. So it took me 10 years to actually make my first fellow contact of a friend who's a fellow pastor in the area. Wow. It's like, why do you want to hang out with me? It's like, <laughs> I, fellowship, brother, let's get together. I want to hear how you are. And I've heard your sermons and just fellowship, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and literally every pastor we talk to them in South Jersey, by the time someone comes into your congregation, who's from another church, they've been at four or five of your friends' churches already. Mm. It's just weird. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a weird area. Plus we live in a university town growing Rowan university. Mm -hmm. They have desires to be the next Princeton. It's, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but right. their, their student body is almost at 21,000 currently. Mm. So some great opportunities there. We've been on we've been on campus there. Some some really good opportunities um, with the university. So yeah, it's been it's been it's been quite a journey. And then you know the reform journey is, you know, people are okay with parts of it, and other yep. parts are not. Right. So yep. it's like mm -hmm. you know, like okay, doctrines of grace, I can do that. But you mean other stuff too? It's like well, <laughs> yeah, because reform theology is not just about how we get saved yeah how god mm -hmm. saves us yes that's beautiful that's it's beautiful right so mm -hmm. hey you know boyce's book on election rocked my world and so it's like yeah that's that's part of it but there's there's much more to this is how we look at all of scripture how the scripture is laid out you know and it's continuity it's fullness right it's richness. so one thing that has happened like i i never would i hardly ever preach to the old testament and so I, I've been through entire books of the Old Testament. It's been beautiful. I'm actually doing Leviticus currently. I don't know why I'm doing that, but I'm insane. So, <laughs> awesome, 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 man. Um, that's uh, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't think I ever been in New Jersey. Just to be honest, <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, like you said, you hear about North New Jersey and and all of that but uh but that's an interesting dynamic yeah, for I, sure i know i know you kind of uh you know the carpet the carpe fide guys right oh yeah 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 those are my guys yeah they actually we actually they use our building on Sunday oh afternoon. nice yeah nice yeah okay that's yeah, what's up got, man we got displaced because of the COVID stuff and yeah. so yeah we we open up our building they come in, in the afternoons on sunday so Man, well, well, we appreciate you for doing that too. <laughs> for sure. So let's talk about this um this fitness journey, man. What what sparked it? Um, and what 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 kind of led you in that direction? Yeah. Um, one of the things about pastors is we are generally unhealthy. Mm -hmm. You know, our schedules are horrible, you know. So for me, it's coming out, know, I'm out at a meeting or discipleship elders meeting, get home at 11 o'clock at night. I can't sleep anyway. So it's like, okay, I'm sitting down with a bag of chips and some soda and, you know, two o'clock in the morning trying to basically unfry my brain watching something that doesn't make me have to think. Mm -hmm. So just really, really unhealthy. It was never, it was never kind of drained into me. 
Um, and my dad was a really disciplined guy, so I, I and I wasn't like him. So mm. I tried a couple times. So I wasn't. I just wasn't disciplined enough. And so just ate horrible, felt horrible. Um, both my wife and I. My my wife's had migraines since she was sixteen, so she has mm. really bad health issues. Has been. Mm-hmm. So about three years ago, I just kind of hit a wall, burnout, the whole nine yards. So I kind of basically unpacked everything in my life from just my personal journey. And like, like pastors are really good at studying God's word for knowledge and for preaching. Yep. We're not great for the personal benefit of our souls and our hearts. Right. So I began to kind of evaluate everything in my heart and life around my theology that I loved. So we're really good at orthodoxy. We really suck at orthopraxy. Part. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. And I kind of like unpacked that, those things. So learning to say, you know, no to some things, yes to some things, kind of reevaluate, re- reevaluating everything. And so I went, I, I had a lot of health issues that couldn't figure out what was wrong. I went to everybody. I had every test. And the other thing that came up was I was in diabetic range. So mm. I met actually a guy that my wife was going to, to uh, help out with her migraines and a Christian guy, Presbyterian. And he, uh, he works with uh, local sports in Philadelphia. And we just had this great conversation. He says, listen, you know, God, God's concerned about all of it. Yes. It, 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 anything can become an idol, even good things like exercise and eating, but, but mm-hmm. God wants you to be good at what you do in a sense of being full of that fullness, that wholeness, right? right? So the gospel, the gospel brings wholeness to our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's a part that I didn't pay attention to. So he basically said, I want you to read this book. I want you to start changing some diet. I want you to go out and walk every day, spend time in prayer. And so, yeah, I started a health journey and I dropped about 65 pounds. Mm-hmm. About mm-hmm. Nice. My, my A1C went to normal range. So, yeah, I just... And I, it just helped me with clarity during my day. It helps me with my family. Mm-hmm. So I'm better when I walk into the house with my wife. I can be more attentive. I'm not tired. I'm not sluggish. I'm not grumpy, cranky. Um, you know, all those things. And it helped my budget. I'm not, you know, literally every every Sunday morning, man, McDonald's, you know, 32-ounce Coke, you know, you know, egg McMuffins, all yes, that sir. stuff. They knew, me, they knew my name there. Yo, yo. Hey, pastor, heading to church this morning. Yeah. So <clears throat> I haven't been in a McDonald's. I was wrong. I've been in McDonald's in two years. Nice. I love so, it. I still love the smell of it. It doesn't go away. You know what I mean? It's oh, yeah. There. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I joined a local gym. Um, and one of the things that I, I think is important is a lot of guys in ministry we spend so much time with the church, which we should. I, I was just really disconnected from my community. So mm-hmm. one of the things is I'm working out with people. I'm getting into conversations with people in my community, right? And we live in the name, same neighborhood, and we're talking, and we're talking about, hey, you know, wow, how did you lose this weight here? And in conversations, what do you do? Um, so it's been really good, actually. I'm actually meeting up with a guy in two weeks that we met up at the gym. He's a personal trainer. And, you know, just praying for the gospel. Yes. So those things, that's been really sweet. So for my journey, it's just, it, it has been a, it's been a great benefit for me personally and my walk with Christ, you know, so if we look at, you know, you know, first Timothy four, obviously, you know, Timothy's saying, listen, it, it, he doesn't say it doesn't profit at all, you know, but yes, he's, sir. 
that's the whole point, right? So yeah, yes, any, any any good thing is as Calvin said, our hearts are great at making idols. So I don't want yep. this to become another idol like my soda and my bad eating was, but it has definitely helped my journey with Christ. Yes, yes. Sure. First Timothy four eight. Yes, sir. That's yeah. a, I got it on the t-shirt now, man. Um <laughs> because that's that's the thing, man. He he didn't say it was bad. He said it's good. Yes. But you know, the spiritual, you know, is 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 greater, but right. it is good. It can't negate that part. You can't, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that that yeah, you hit it right on the head. I'm glad you you referenced that. Um, so man, I first of all, kudos for you know losing 60 plus. I'm in the, the negative 60 plus club myself. Awesome. Um, the yeah, Washington man. Been pretty amazing. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I, I usually, you know, Twitter, I, I kind of hold off on sharing. I get you get a lot of haters on Twitter when you share your, <laughs> your, 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 your health journey, you know. So I, I kind of oh, hold yeah. off a little bit. But uh, but no, that, that's super cool, man. So right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hello, friends. I'm Billy Rice host of the brand new podcast called Five Minute Theology, a podcast that presents big truths in a bite-sized way. Designed for the new and growing believer, Five Minute Theology is a weekly podcast that offers essential truths of the Christian faith in a clear, concise manner. In every episode, we will explore a specific doctrine of the Christian faith from a Reformed Baptist perspective in a way that's easy to digest and apply directly to your life. So whether you're at home or on the go, let 5-Minute Theology be an excellent little dose of encouragement from the deep truths of God's Word. I pray this podcast is a blessing to you, and may you always see that our God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. For the truth, I'm Pastor Billy, host of 5-Minute Theology. Have a blessed day. All right, we're back in here with my good friend, Ted. And Ted, this is the side of the podcast where we do the bar signature questions. These are three questions I ask all of my guests. The first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Cool. Wow. Um, I Wait a minute. I'm going to do a bonus. I'm going to do a bonus. And what kind of music do you listen to when you work out? Um. <laughs> Shy Lin, I love Shy Lin. He's local. To, he's local to us. Yep. Uh, lo- I I love him to death. Um, uh, I I love listening to uh, redone hymns in a in a really modern way. Um, so uh, City Light is also mm-hmm. a group that you know they're Anglican group. Uh, I've i really I've really enjoyed them. So yeah, they're they're um, I. I I, I just I just love theological rap that's yeah. that's deep and and precious. It, it's been it's been really good. And, that, nice. and that's kind of like typically when I work out, I actually listen to podcasts and sermons. Oh nice. I love that. I'm I love weird that. that way, but that's what I do. Yeah, no, I I, I get that honestly. Um especially recently, when I hit the park. 
when I hit the cardio route, I have to have something uh-huh. to keep me going, man. It's like, you know, I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Recently I, um, I started trying to do audio books, uh, when I work out, which is different, you know, cause, uh, my, my running joke is, um, you know, I listen to a uh, hardcore rap whenever I work out cause I need somebody cussing <laughs> at me to push me. <laughs> but, uh, so, so the next signature bar question is, uh, what book or books are you currently reading? So I just uh, began, uh, it's called Deeper by Dane Ortland. It's a yes. follow-up book. And then I just do- dove into, I've had it, I bought it last year. I didn't get into it. Uh, Carl Truman's book, On the Rise and Triumph mm-hmm. of Modern Self. They're my two books. And then I just picked up, um, I've been through uh, Bavink's uh, Theology, Deep, Love It, Precious. And he they redid his Wonderful Works of God which mm-hmm. I'm kind of going through because I'm, I'm using that for uh, training lay guys. I think it's an easy move into a decent systematic theology book without giving them Driscoll. These are benefited people and, you know, there's right, things there, right. but that was kind of the go-to, right? You know, and um, when, when people were being, uh, you know, coming into the, at least the doctrine of grace part at that time. So. Sure. Legit. Love it. All right. Last thing is your bar question. You kind of alluded to it. What podcasts or sermons do you listen to? Uh, yeah, bar podcast for sure. Uh, hey. love, uh, I, I, I love doctrine and devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it a lot. Besides my, besides, uh, like national guys, um, mm-hmm. guys like Ferguson Keller, Lawson, uh, HB Charles. Um, I, I connected with Doug Logan mm-hmm. from, um, Came out of um, over 10th Prez um, at several churches with Acts 29 now. Him and I connected over the podcast. But I actually like look, listening to local guys too. Okay. Nice. I guys connected with local because um, actually got a meeting up with when we're done here. He's preaching through Leviticus. Okay. He's, uh, he's uh, pastoring a church plant about 15 minutes away. We hook up and we basically talk about, the, hey, what are you learning through Leviticus? We listen to each other's sermons. That's been awesome. That is amazing. That is amazing. I love that so much. So listen, brother, uh, we get ready to slide out of here, man. I always kind of give my guests an opportunity to close us out. Uh, any words of encouragement, anything you want to share, you can tell them your Twitter handle, whatever. You got space <laughs> to do that right here, man. Hey, uh, uh, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, and don't discount your health journey as well along the way. And uh, make sure you listen to my man, Dwayne. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. Thank you again for your time. This has been fun. Um, great to, I guess, virtually meet you. Um, you. Yes, sir. So definitely, uh, definitely want to stay connected. To the Bar listeners, thank you guys for listening to the Bar Podcast, your favorite podcast coming out every Tuesday. Make sure you go to thebarpodcast.com and uh, leave us a review on uh, Apple and Anywhere you can leave a review, also share the podcast, and you can pick up your bar gear at bargear.com. And until next time, you guys, God bless.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.